This podcast is an examination of the historical research of William Branham and his message cult following. William Branham was a minister in the gambling town of Jeffersonville, Indiana, just across the river from Louisville, Kentucky, as early as 1933. He came in contact with the Reverend Roy E. Davis, an official spokesperson for the 1915 Ku Klux Klan, and later Imperial Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan. Davis introduced Branham to the Pentecostal faith and the art of faith healing, which would later be introduced into Branham's stage persona as he took his place among the evangelists in the post-World War II healing revival. Branham is credited by some as being a catalyst for the Latter Rain Movement and Jim Jones of People's Temple. This podcast is not sympathetic to the views of the Ku Klux Klan that William Branham held, but it is disturbing and warrants research. This podcast is an examination of that research. You can find more about this research and other topics on the website william-branham.org. Join us as we turn back the pages of time and examine the controversial issues of William Branham and his message. Let's pretend that the Branham cult churches were to allow me back inside to fellowship with them, to worship with them on Sunday morning, and pretend the pastor were to ask for me to pray for the congregation before they left to face the week. I know it would never happen. Many have let me know how unwelcome I am in their homes and churches, but let's pretend, for argument's sake, that they did. Let's say that the pastor asked me to come up to the platform and to pray a prayer from behind the pulpit, showing the same open arms that Christ displayed even to the sinners and the publicans. If I were to bow my head to pray to Christ before the people and in the prayer with these words, and may the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity, Come in now, the promise, the comforter, that you said you would send. I would absolutely be escorted from the platform before the prayer even ended. I'd be publicly reprimanded, given scornful looks by the congregation, and asked never to return, pretending, of course, that I had not already been shunned from the cult. What the cult followers do not realize is that the sentence that I just made in the prayer came directly from their cult leader, William Branham. Those are Branham's exact words in the sermon entitled, The Resurrection of Lazarus, preached in Erie, Pennsylvania, in July of 1951. Paragraph 28. You see, there were times that Branham's theology matched the scriptures. But Branham really had no theology. He preached practically every truth and every heresy since the formation of the Christian church. He taught oneness and dualism and Trinitarian and modalism and more. To this group in Pennsylvania, William Branham was pretending in disguise to be one who believed the Trinitarian Godhead. To others, 
and especially in his hometown of Jeffersonville, Branham told the people that the Lord had spoken through him to tell him that the Trinitarian doctrine was of the devil. In 1961, Jeffersonville, Branham says this, Now, my precious brother, I know this is a tape also. Don't get excited. Let me say this with godly love. The hour has approached where I can not hold still on these things no more. Too close to the coming. See? Trinitarian is of the devil. I say that. Thus saith the Lord. Now, if we combine these two sermons, the one from Erie, Pennsylvania, and the one from Jeffersonville, Indiana, he essentially just told the people of Jeffersonville that he was praying the devil's doctrine to the people. Praying to the devil. <laughs> Again in Los Angeles, he says this, See, Jesus could do nothing except the people believed him, is that right? You ha! You ha! <laughs> See, you believe in God. See, you believe in the Son. Believe in the Holy Spirit. That's the Trinity. We believe in that, see? <laughs> I'm sure I shocked half of you, but that's what he said. See, but then in order for this to operate, you must believe in me, not as them, but they who sent me for this. You understand? See, you understand? <laughs> but back in Jeffersonville, now listen closely. We plainly, after the seven seals has been opened, that's to reveal that mystery. What is that Trinity, see? Where was it ever called Trinity, see? Where the Bible did it ever speak the word Trinity? Where, there could, where could there be three gods? That we worship three gods and not be heathens. The problem is that William Branham knew exactly what the Trinitarians believed. Exactly. And to those in churches that were Trinitarians, he said that he believed the same thing. But to the local cult church, he not only told them that he did not believe the Trinitarian doctrine, but he also lied about what the other Trinitarians believed. He lied to his own following. In, in even the most simplistic form of the Trinitarian doctor, doctrine. The Trinitarian statement of faith is this, that there is one God, not three. God is always stressed. One God is stressed with great importance. Here is an example. Number one, within the one being or essence of God, there eternally exists three distinct yet equal persons, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, one God. Number two, in the full deity and the full humanity of Jesus Christ. These two distinct natures, perfect in deity, perfect in humanity, are inseparable in the united in the one person, one God. Number three, in the full deity and the full personality of the Holy Spirit and in his work in re regeneration and sanctification. Now, 
I've talked to many Trinitarians from all over the world. I struggle, except in a few cults, I struggle to find any who believe in three gods. But William Branham said that. When I came out of the cult, the shocking part for me is that I personally agreed with these statements of these Trinitarians in general, but disagreed simply to the word, the word Trinitarian, the word Trinity. My problem was that I also tried to make sense of William Branham's oneness theology. I tried to make sense of the dualism and the modalistic teachings and how could this all fit together. This did not make sense. All of Branham's doctrines can never be integrated into one single theology because they all contradict each other. On the surface, I have no problem with this. Branham could have simply been confused himself, thinking that, mistakenly thinking, that every single heresy was inspired by truth. But there are two major problems with this. Number one, he fancied himself as a teacher. And number two, he later condemned any Christian who did not aspire to his teachings even though they contradicted themselves so badly that they were not teachings at all. But towards the end, there was bitter hatred for the systems that taught according to the Bible. While the poor cult followers were sitting there listening to the screaming teacher yelling, Come out of her! They had no clue that he had been teaching the very thing that he condemned but to these other churches. The Bible says that this hatred for truth will come. And it says that those who stand for the truth will be hated. Exactly the system that William Branham established with his contradictory teachings. John 15 says this, If the world hates you, know that it has hated me, Christ, before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own. But because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will also keep yours. But all these things they will do to you on account of my name, Jesus Christ, because they do not know him who sent me, the Father. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have been guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my Father also. If I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have seen and hated both me, Christ, and my Father. But the word that is written in their law must be fulfilled. They hated me without a cause. It is very interesting that the next portion of this scripture 
deals directly with the Trinity. The first half of John 15 warns that many will be hated for following Christ. But the second half describes the Trinity exactly as the Trinitarians teach it. It's a paradox. The next part says, But when the Helper comes, speaking of the Holy Spirit, When the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me. I think many times oneness people get hung up on the word person, assuming that it means the same thing as another being. But in the elementary teaching of the Godhead, there is only one God. There are three persons, because the Bible speaks of all three being one. This one sentence in John describes the helper that Christ will send, the Holy Spirit. Using the word person in this example as a being, a person cannot send himself. But God, the one true God, describes Jesus sending the helper. And the helper that is sent from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, that Jesus sends from the Father. And that Spirit of Truth, the Holy Spirit, will bear witness of Jesus. Let's take that same sentence that was in John, replacing each part of the Trinity with the name Joe, as an example of how little sense that Branham's sometimes oneness theology made. Replacing the words, But when Joe comes, whom will Joe send to you from Joe? Joe? Who proceeds from Joe? Joe will bear witness of Joe. See, this makes absolutely no sense. John says, and you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. I have said all of these things. This is Jesus speaking. I have said all of these things to keep you from falling away. That is a very sobering thought. Jesus just described the Trinity and told the people that he said it to keep them from falling away. And yet we have a movement of between 2 and 4 million people worldwide who have fallen away from this teaching of Jesus Christ. They have left the Bible for another man's word. And simply because he told them that it was, Thus saith the Lord. And all the while he was teaching against himself and his heretical doctrines that he brought forth outside the cult churches. Worse, the Branham cult has created fanatics. Not fanatics for Christ, but fanatics for Branham. Everybody knows about them. They're in many churches around the world. They're so enthused for Branham that they would even be willing to kill for him. I recently heard one say, If William Branham was wrong and is going to hell... I'm going to hell with him. 
Think about that. John says this, They will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering a service to God. And they will do these things because they have not known the Father, nor me, Jesus Christ. But I have said these things to you, that when their hour comes, that you may remember that I have told them to you. As Christians, we should ask ourselves, have we known the Father? Do we teach against the teachings of Jesus Christ? Are we following a man who did not even believe his own doctrines? Did this false prophet even have a doctrine? What Jesus said is correct, and you should search your hearts. The hour will come when you will remember these things, and you will remember that they are written down in Scripture for a reason. The few of you remaining in the cult who still read your Bibles, you know these scriptures. And you've had that nagging question in the back of your mind, just like I had. Why does this false prophet teach against the words of Jesus Christ? Let's just hope that when that hour comes, that there is time to repent.